Artists lost and found. Artists creating through centuries against all odds. Artists Lost and Found is a podcast created for and by artists. Bringing you legends, tales of wisdom from our artist ancestors, the ancients. And you'll hear stories and interviews with the modern working artists of today. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Barbara Gregson, a working theater artist, author, and director, and one of the producers of this podcast, Our Artists Lost and Found, along with uh, Gregson Theater and Friends and musician, composer, and sound engineer, Eric Porter. Artists Lost and Found is created and recorded at our studio in beautiful Shenango County, New York. And here we go. Episode 8 is all about work. Hello everyone, all of us at Artists Lost and Found, which include Eric Porter and I, Barbara Gregson and Shauna Stevenson, want to wish you all the best this holiday season. We send you lots of love and gratitude for all of your support, feedback, and help since April 2020, when we began our podcast journey. As many of you know and have heard, our past episodes have been Intricate stories and legends, developed and told by me, and woven together with gorgeous music and sound effects created by Eric Porter. Our theme being about artists creating in difficult circumstances and against all odds. So we thought for New Year's, for a New Year's present to all of you hardworking artists out there, during these last 10 months that it would be a great idea to give you practical and inspirational advice, real doable ways for you to find and get work in 2021. So our next two episodes, episodes eight and nine, appropriately called It's All About Work, will include conversations from arts and grants administrators, from arts councils, and from working artists. They will give you information about artist grants you can apply to across the U.S., as well as ideas and ways to work online, teaching, and performing virtually. Today on It's All About Work, we will start with talking about grant state and local and national grants. I will tell you a few of the granting organizations that I have worked with since 1982, And we have a fascinating conversation with Victoria Kappel of the Earlville Opera House. 
a DEC grant coordinator for the Southern Tier of New York. She is in charge of grants in Shenango, Otsego, and Broome counties. And she will be talking all about the artisan community and arts and ed grants that she coordinates. Uh, I encourage you to get paper and pencil out so that you can take notes um, or use your computer or whatever you like to do, um, but we will be giving you a lot of information. Also, I will add the websites that you will need um, in our show notes. Here we go. So, I have spent 39 years writing and implementing artist grants to support myself as a working theater artist. The kind of grants that I received for many years while living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, were and still are artists in education grants and community arts grants. Arts and education grants are for a professional artist to work in a school setting. And a community arts grant is for artists to work in a community center, such as a senior center, some kind of nonprofit institution, a hospital, prison, etc. So I received many grants over the years since 1982 from the Delaware State Arts Council, Pennsylvania Council on the Arts, New Jersey Council on the Arts, and most recently, since 2007, New York State Council on the Arts. So I would suggest to everybody to please Google your state arts council and find out about the grants that are offered in your state to artists. That's the first thing. Call them or email them and find out all the information about how you can also apply for arts and ed grants in your area, as well as community arts grants. And now we're going to talk to Victoria Kappel from the Earlville Opera House, Earlville, New York. So here we go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is so high tech, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It took, took me a minute because the browser I had chosen um, is one of those that doesn't let you use microphones or anything. Oh. So, um, I had okay. to do a little quick, quick switcheroo there, but here we are. Great. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad. Um, so, yes, I wanted to ask you uh, again. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but if you could tell us um, a little bit about your background in the arts and then how you became or why you became an arts administrator. Sure, absolutely. Well, my background is in theater. And mm -hmm. so I was working professionally. Uh, I was living in the Midwest at that point in time. And uh, I was working for the uh, Metropolitan Arts Council of Indianapolis. And mm -hmm. my husband, that's where I met my future husband. We were both artists in service with that organization. And uh, when the funding ended, it was a federally funded program. 
when the funding ended uh, for the artists and service program, I was asked to come in as the uh, director of special projects for the uh, Metropolitan Arts Council of Indianapolis. So that's mm -hmm. what I said. I came in from the cold, the artist who came <laughs> in from the cold. So um, that's when I first started doing arts administration. And for the next several years, I basically toggled back and forth between mm -hmm. uh, working uh, freelance as an actress because uh, my husband and I started our own theater company. And then mm -hmm. I was also doing work outside of that. We moved to Chicago. I was executive director of a theater company in Chicago for a few years. Wow. And again, doing freelance work on the side. And then in 1999, uh, I was offered the position of executive director at the Shenango Arts Council in Norwich, New York. And so we moved the family out here. And so since, mm -hmm. um, since 1999, it's been full-time arts administration for me, first with mm -hmm. the uh, Arts Council for 15 years, then I was with Arts at the Palace in Hamilton, New York for a few years, and now I'm with Earlville Opera House. So my, my husband and I always said as, as uh, actors, we wanted to ensure that we always were working and we knew mm -hmm. that that meant we needed to make our own work. So yes. whether it was starting you know, our own organization or uh, thinking up ways for us to become hired as artists, that was sort of the guiding principle for us as professional artists for, for a very long time. Well, that's really interesting. And that's really true. And, and it is the reality of our lives, right, as artists, mm -hmm. that you do have to create your own work. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, as, as much as you can. Um, and the other question I have is then, so now um, you are the arts administrator and you are the, you're the grant coordinator, is that right? For uh, from the New York State Council on the Arts for this area, Shenango County. Um, yes, my my okay. official title is um, the decentralization coordinator uh, mm -hmm. at the Earlville Opera House, and the decentralization program that um, I am in charge of covers three counties: it's Shenango, Broome, and Otsego counties. Right. And okay. what we do is we regrant funds that are given to us through the New York State Council on the Arts. And those are those are taxpayer dollars. It's public funding. And mm -hmm. uh, we redistribute that money to artists and cultural organizations and municipalities throughout the three county area. Right. And also, I and I, as you know, I have applied and received many of these debt grants over the years um, from Pennsylvania, as well as in New York here. Um, but also now, do you also handle arts and education grants as well for the, you know, here in this area? We do. We have two uh, separate streams of funding through decentralization uh, okay. that we offer. The first is called community arts and community mm -hmm. arts grants provide support for arts and cultural projects to community based organizations, groups, collectives, municipalities, or individual artists who are working with one of those entities. And mm -hmm. those, all those projects must be community-based and open to the public. Then we also have a stream of funding, arts education. And that has two funding categories, pre-K through 12 in-school projects and after-school and community-based learning. And those mm -hmm. projects, the artists must carry out that partnership with a public school or in partnership with a community-based organization in one of the three counties. 
Schools are not allowed to apply directly to that program. The artist would need to be working with with a school. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that. Um, But is there another kind of arts and education program? I mean, grant stream. Uh, I don't remember it ever being that the schools did not, um, you know, did not offer it, did not, you know, uh, couldn't uh, write the grant. Yeah, the the uh, the wording through the New York State Council on the Arts is that funding cannot go to directly to schools because okay. they already receive public funding. So the right. artists artists would um, be working with the schools. So the schools are a partner in it. And so when right. the application came through, um, the schools would need to be uh, writing a letter of agreement saying, this is what the artist would be doing within our school, whether it would be you know during the school day or if it's an after school mm-hmm. program and just be very clear about you know how it would be uh, hitting the standards and uh, there need to be a certain number of sequential experiences for the students who are working with the artist. Um, so that's, that's the way it works. So you definitely work very, if you are working with a school, you work very closely with the school. It's just the application cannot come through the school. That's right. I remember that. Absolutely. Okay, good. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, but also now, so who can apply? Okay, you're saying artists and artists can apply to, you know, can work, find an organization to work with either a school or a, um, you know, a, uh, a community based organization. Um, they need to be a nonprofit. Am I right? The, the, the organization that you work with. Yes, it needs to be a nonprofit. Um, they also, we can also fund, as I mentioned, uh, municipalities. Um, you know, I don't want people to just get into the nonprofit organization uh, mode here. Mm-hmm. You can work through a community. You can work through a library. Um, so oh, there right. are, you know, there are different different levels that you can go through. There, it isn't just <laughs> through a nonprofit organization. Okay. So the community arts grants provide support for arts and cultural projects to community-based organizations, groups, mm-hmm. or collectives, or individual artists. And then, okay. you know, arts education, um, those support, a nonprofit organization can be involved in that, cultural groups, and individual artists providing in-depth arts education projects to participants of mm-hmm. all ages. Right, right. And the artists, of course, have to be professional. Am I right? Um, if if you are going into the arts and education program, yes, you need to be mm-hmm. able to provide a track record for what you are mm-hmm. doing. Um, with many of our uh, community arts organizations, many of those are volunteer organizations and community-based organizations where, um, you know, community theater or community choruses, that type of thing. So um, uh-huh. there you don't, you know, need to position yourself as a professional artist for that type. But if you are coming in to work with the schools, or if you are an individual artist who is going to be working with a community arts organization to deliver Mm -hmm. a project, you should be able to provide, you know, a track record and a resume showing that you have expertise in this area, that you have a track record in this area, that you've done this type of project before, so on and so forth. Yep. Right. That's what I thought. Yep. Yep. Because I, I have done that myself many times. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of 
success with grants and um, they're really wonderful for artists and many artists don't know about it. That's why I wanted to talk with you about it today. You know, Um, they don't know that the opportunities are there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And is this in the grants are open for them? And, and I think um, we were talking about this also. um, I think every state, and I'm going to do some research on this. um, Every state has an arts council or used to have a state arts council And I would assume that every state also has um, at these, you know, in these arts councils, they also offer these kind of grants, right? Uh, I cannot speak absolutely to that. I would imagine that within within every state, I mean, you know, art art always finds a way, right? And I know that there was a period of time back probably 20 years ago or so, when a lot of state arts agencies were closed um, due to funding gaps within the states. But, you know, nature abhors a a vacuum. And so what what you would see is different organizations would crop up. And maybe they weren't called arts councils anymore, but they were called something else. And uh, Mm -hmm. so there is, you know, I would encourage anyone who is listening who is not from New York State to go ahead and just, you know, do a little Google research on what would be available in your state. You know, you could literally ask, you know, what grants for artists are available in name the state. Right. So um, Mm -hmm. and just take a look there, because I would I would guess that there are going to be opportunities. They will probably look very different state to state. But um, Mm -hmm. like I say, art finds a way. And um, particularly community-based art. You know, I mean, that is one of the hallmarks of the decentralization program. It was started for the very reason that um, the New York State Council on the Arts wanted to decentralize decision-making for local Mm -hmm. arts to the locality. That Mm -hmm. um, it was appropriate that each county was able to determine where taxpayer dollars could come back to that community excuse me, and best serve artists and the community and cultural organizations right there. So that's the, right. that I think is such a great thing for decentralization. It is. It's a great thing because it's, it can be very unique, whatever you do to, you know, uh, to fit with your community. Exactly. It can be unusual. It can be uh, very special for, you know, what you are, what you can do uh, and who you're working with. It's, it's really wonderful. Very individualized. Yes. And, and you know, this, what you know you the, there are pan- panels are put together. The, the decentralization sites, for instance, I don't make the decision. The executive director of the Earlville Opera House does not make the decision as to how that funding is allocated within our three counties. Mm-hmm. We have review panels of individuals that comprise the three counties and they are you know, artists, they're from cultural organizations, they are active within the community so that they have a very good sense of um, what what the community needs, what is appropriate. We Every year we work with an advisory panel, again, made up of people from the communities to help set the priorities for funding. You know, the New York State Council on the Arts does not set the priorities for the funding in Broome, Shenango, and Otsego counties. They give us right. the basic bones of the organization, but <clears throat> our advisory panel takes a look at what prior applications were asking for and what they are hearing from the community. And based on that, that is what we prioritize for funding the following year. 
All right. That's really great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and I just wanted to know, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, what is your website? And um, I will also put that in the show notes, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and it, on our website and, um, you know, mention it at the end of the podcast as well. But sure. could you just tell us what, you know, is there any, any way, how could people get in touch with you if they have any questions or if they want to apply for a deck grant mm-hmm. i know time is running out there's a deadline yeah. but yeah. Well, um, there's there's still what should they do there's still time it's not a scary grant mm-hmm. i can definitely tell you that mm-hmm. um i think right. i think sometimes too you know we, we're all a little scared that it's going to be um you know so such a big process or a long process you know it's certainly a thorough process but i don't want anyone to be scared by it um it's a pretty straightforward right. grant uh the website is earlvilleoperahouse.com and earlville opera house is all one word so earlvilleoperahouse.com and then slash decentralization or you know if you just go to the earlville opera house site you can go to the decentralization page and everything that you would need to know is there. It has the timeline for the program. The deadline for applications Mm -hmm. is January 15th. So you do still have some time. It, the guidelines are in there. You can put in a submit to a or an intent to apply and take a look at the application. Uh, The way to reach me is in there. Um, My email Mm -hmm. is in there. And so, you know, be happy to talk to anyone. And I encourage people to come into the program. Wonderful. Oh, thank you so much, Victoria. I really appreciate talking with you today. And it's really going to be helpful, I hope, to all of our artist listeners out there. Great. Thank you, Barbara. Thanks for asking me. You're welcome. And and have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 8. It's all about work. This is our last episode in 2020, and I hope we are leaving you with some new ideas, inspiration, and practical tools to find and implement your work in 2021. So we'll see you again, artists, in January with Episode 9 and further work ideas. ALF, Artist Lost and Found, was produced and created by Eric Porter, musician and composer, sound engineer, and myself, Barbara Gregson, your host. And special thanks to Shauna Stevenson, our PR and marketing manager. And thanks to the Shenango Arts Council as well. Artist Lost and Found was produced and created and recorded in our Shenango County, New York studio. Many thanks to our sponsor, the Shenango Arts Council of Norwich, New York. And uh, I wanted to tell you, they have a new arts catalog on their Shenango Arts Council website. Go to shenangoarts.org and you can check it out. It's called Your Guide to the New World of Arts and Culture. Please contact Executive Director Alicia O'Neill about how you can become a member of the Arts Council and how you can be listed on this guide in this catalog. Her number is 607-336-2787. Call her today. 
or go to their website, again, shenangoarts.org, and uh, find out how you can get listed, get noticed, and get hired. <laughs>